Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You just get a sense of the uncertain nature, this state of uncertainty. There's there's too much uncertainty. We have a lot of uncertainty going on now. There is so much uncertainty, but it's, it's an uncertain time. The uncertainty, there's so much uncertainty. It's an uncertain time. We'll rely on our medical experts. His advisors aren't running our football team. <laughs> And with that, we say hello once again. A lot has happened over the last week. Right. Half, 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 half happened over the I'm last week. I'm not happy about that. Week. I'm not happy about happy, 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 happy. I'm not happy about that. What did you, first of all, let's, we'll, we'll talk about uh, more of the the Big Ten and the protests that happened on Friday and things like that and where Kevin Warren stands with this because we do, this is a Nebraska-based podcast yep. and there are always current events that we need to discuss as best we can but i can't go any further without addressing the show really the podcast which it took 18 episodes but i guess technically we made national news it it was just a matter of time you know you got to give yourself you got to give yourself 10 to 10 to 15 possibly 20 episodes to try to make some noise, and we are officially superstars in the world of the athletic. How about that, huh? You feel good about? Did you feel good about the story? I love the one quote from myself. It's just it's fantastic. Was that the one about you saying how do I? Yes. How am I an acceptable person? Yes. If you just take that, you know, like just... Bo Pelini out of context. If you just take that out of context, well, unfortunately, that works. Like you'd be like, does this? Does, how does this quote make sense from Nick Bot? It's like, no, it makes perfect sense. Regardless of the context of anything, it makes perfect sense. Your quotes were great. We did not do the interview together. He interviewed you after we were done with episode 18 yeah. in studio. He Which kind of felt like you. we were getting interrogated, and he was like, I want to get these two. Let's separate them. Let's interrogate them different at different times, see if their stories match up. Because there were a couple times he was asking me a question. I was like, what would Schick say to this answer here? I'm not totally <laughs> sure. That, that's like the, the typical, there are four guys, they break them up in their interrogation because the police may believe they've made up a story yes. about a carjacking or something, <laughs> or, oh, we weren't there, we were at Bobby's house, okay, or, and then they ask them a bunch of questions, and then the last question is, what color was the car? Right, and it's just like, Dim! And they all have a Well, here's the thing, they also... They also try to spot the weak link in the group. Like, who's the one that'll crack? Who's the idiot? Who do you think the idiot is out of us two? Huh? Mitch was like, I'm going to do, uh, I got Nick. I'll do Nick first. Let's, uh, let's get Nick on the record. <laughs> idiot. As soon, as soon as he said, all right, I'm Shek, He looked at me on the FaceTime as I was, we were yeah. part of the Zoom, actually, for the, for the thing. He goes, Shek, I'll call you later. I'm going to deal with Nick. I'm like, oh, man, I almost sent you a text going, good luck, brother. Good luck, dog. Don't get all sweaty. It was. I thought it was a little ridiculous when we went into a room. 
Mitch lit up a cigarette. We have a light just <laughs> shining on me. I was like, what are we talking about? Relax. And then he brought out the cattle prod. I mean, it was just... <laughs> I'll get you to squeal. I'll, I'll get, get you to squeal. So stop screwing with me. Who gave you the Bopolini drop? Tell us. Show me the schematics. Show me the Poly- schematics of your show. Uh, there were a couple of things in there. By the way, go to The Athletic. Subscribe to The Athletic if you mm-hmm. want to read the story. It, it's very inexpensive. I'm a subscriber. I've been so uh, since Mitch's story came out. No, I've been I've been a subscriber <laughs> for about a year. I've been doing the free trial. Let me tell you, free trial since the story came out. <laughs> and even my wife said, wait a minute, did you what I see this on our, our credit card. What is this? I'm like, it's a story about us. She's like, not good enough. Not good enough. Cancel the subscription. Saying the only way to get me to subscribe to the athletic is if you wrote a story about me. What can I do? You know, used car sales like, what can I do to get you in this car today? <laughs> the athletic is like, what can I do to get you to subscribe? It's like, write a story about me. Like, damn it. All right, that's fine. <laughs> All right, fine. When you record the podcast, I'll do it. Uh, no, I've I've been subscribed no, for about for for uh, I've been I've been on the athletic for 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 a while now. Um, Chandler Parsons. It's been about a year, and it, I think it costs like for the year maybe fifty, fifty-five bucks. Cody really bucks. Yeah, Cody it, fifty. Cody fifty. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, it's it's. But, come on, for I mean, for the coverage they have, pretty fantastic, pretty affordable. Well, I mean, if there were football this fall for Nebraska, Mitch would be all over it. So, but there's not, and so he wrote about a podcast that <laughs> sometimes makes fun of Bo Pelini. That's so it. it but the story was great. The story was very like the, this. This show doesn't deserve anything, nah. right? Like we're just doing this because it's fun. We like it. It's it's, I like fun. It, it's fun. I like it. It's it's fun. And and Mitch likes it, and and it's fun. Like he, you could tell he. You know the irony about Mitch is that I don't think he was a weekly guest on our show. I couldn't remember. I don't think he was because on Sportsmanlike Conduct essentially had him remember they had the intro of look at my horse my horse is amazing look at my horse my horse is amazing that was that was for mitch that was a they did a parody to intro mitch sherman every time he came on it was like a minute long intro right so we we had to take the leftovers like johnny ottawa Johnny Ottawa. We had to take uh, Dirk Chatlin. Yeah. Some we, guy named Bear We went NebraskaStatePaper.com with Sam McEwen. I mean, what's can what's we, he done since? Can we just say that we have, you know, like Sam, we were on you f- for for a while now. We were on Sam. You know what I'm saying? Are you guys going? We liked Sam. And his answers were long, and that helped us fill a show. It so did. that was good. It uh, really but did. No, we, that was really it. <laughs> If, no, but we we got every, you know Brian Chris. They had Sipple. We had Brian Christopherson. Like we just took yeah! the second in command of everything. Yeah. Who do you have on your board, Mitch? All right, we'll take. How do you pronounce his name? Neatawa. All right, we'll take Neatawa. Like, we'll with Neotawa. the first pick in the guest draft on Sportsmanlike Conduct selects Stephen M. Shipple. He's like, ah, oh, good pick, solid pick. With the first pick in the in the guest draft, Chicken Nick select Mamie. 95-year-old woman. <laughs> We're like, I got to tell you, this is way off the board. Huge off the board pick here. 
Could you imagine picking Mamie? Like, I'm not going to lie to you. That's an overreach. She's got a lot of potential, but I really feel she would have been available in the 12th round. <laughs> I got to tell you, Mamie is a good pick. This girl, Mamie, she tells it like it is. There's unintentional comedy. She's tugging at your heartstrings. I'd have picked Mamie if I'd have been still coaching. Thank you. Thank you very much. John, I really got to agree with you there, but I'm just going to tell you, this is a need pick. This is a need pick because they didn't have to take this pick that early in the draft. I'm not going to lie. Would have been available probably round 45 had this draft gone seven days. I like your Mel Kuyper. I'm not going to lie to you. Nah, it's, I mean, it's it's really the first time I've ever done it. I got to workshop that off the air. Um, but back to the story after the okay, draft. Can I call it quick 30? It, it, we're eight minutes yeah, into the pod, and we've been trying to get to the story. We're just try- All we're trying to do is just tell people there's is- a story about us, and we can't even get to it. We're meandering here. Nice word. But this is kind of how the podcast went when Mitch was there. Full disclosure, we thought 35 minutes before the podcast actually ended, we thought it was going to end. Yes. We really didn't have a plan for off-color commentary. It just kind of organically came up. The tweet from yeah, Jay, Jay Johnson, Johnson, your new bedfellow, yeah. that came up. And so there were a lot of things that just happened there, and it was, uh, it was cool. It was cool the way that that happened. But it went, that was a long pod. So okay, thanks for listening. sorry. But, I'm, I feel like this is my fault. But continue. But some of the things, like, first of all, there were a couple of out of context things. We always did Bo Pelini out of context. Yeah. I want to question you about one thing, not oh, necessarily no. with context, but you said in this story for Mitch Sherman. Again, it's on the show. And it's from the athletic. Go subscribe. Go do your free trial, and then cash in your chips and do the fifty bucks. <laughs> but you got beef in the streets your, or something. My, I said? Fa- my favorite quote that you said was, "He is so talented," which is true. You yeah. said that about me. But we talked about how we never wanted to talk before the show, and your comment was, "We wanted to bottle up every little ounce of what we had for when the camera was rolling." I know. Yeah, no. What are you talking about? I like, don't know. The webcams? Yeah, the, the webcams. <laughs> I think I was talking about the webcams. I must have been. <laughs> right? I read that too, and I was like, oh, cameras, huh? You idiot! You are an idiot, Nick! Calm down. I mean, I read that, that camera. I don't remember saying that. That's one of those quotes. You'd be like, Mitch, can you just autocorrect that, brother? Just autocorrect it. You know what I'm saying. But isn't that is it? We're kind of in the coach mindset of, you know what? You don't remember saying it. It was probably taken out of context or misquoted, yeah, right? Like I was Mitch, misquoted. Mitch Sherman's not accurate. Nah, he he had a recorder. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, my bad. I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Happy, happy, But I I had this other quote here that I'm gonna scroll to. This was taken out. This could have been taken out of context by Mitch. And in a text he sent to me, he really wanted to take this out of context. No. But in the context of the sentence, it made sense. But it says this this is my quote All Nick and I need are each other. (laughs) I know. I read that and I was like, I thought, whoa. Tom Osborne was reading that story. I thought, whoa. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought the next quote was the next part of that quote was going to be, so, you know, we can't quit each other. Right. Uh, never could, never Sheesh. will. 
but the quote was, <laughs> as we saw sports being taken away, we looked at it like there's a void we can fill. Uh, our show never needed sports. All Nick and I need are each other. I mean, it made sense. Yeah. It made sense. Yeah, but when, yeah, when I read it, and I was he- like, ooh, we got a bromance on the athletic. <laughs> I thought, whoa. <laughs> Kelbell and Kim read it and thought, okay, you know, these two, what's happening? No, she's, they're probably like, finally, a reason to eject. We're out of here. <laughs> um, finally. So, anyway, that was that, and that's uh, and the that way it is. It. Yeah, uh, it was good. It's a good story. I, Shouts I did, out to Mitch. Yeah, it was really cool. So, thanks to Mitch. How about Timmy B he giving us some love? It. He mitched he it. Mitched he mitched it. it. He mitched it. I wrote it over our head. You yeah, missed it. You it went over your head then. Yeah. Oh, it went over my head. Yeah. <laughs> you see Timmy B give oh, us some love? Oh, oh, it was on the athletic. Yeah. Oh, it went over my head. Um, Timmy B, Timmy B, giving us love. How about that? Timmy B, and Timmy B is really a, he's like one of the nicest guys when you meet. You feel like when you talk to him, you've known him for a billion years. Yep. He will always tweet praise for people or things that he enjoys and always quick to, to offer an opinion on something you might disagree with. But yeah, he sent out a tweet and retweeted the story, which, by the way, I mean, that story got was on the Athletic College football page, which... How about that? You know, some LSU fan. I mean, the <laughs> LSU fan was like, what the heck is this? What the heck is this? <laughs> could, could you imagine? I always wonder about that. Like, yeah. other fans who subscribe to the Athletic going, okay, what? I don't care about Nebraska football, and it's the story about two guys that kind of talk about Nebraska football, and... And a coach who doesn't coach it. Oh, wait. They had fun with Bo Pelini? Isn't he our DC now? Yeah, let's click on it. <laughs> I forgot LSU. about the yeah, Got to get yeah. that LSU audience. That's true. Got to capture them. Um, but Tim Brando did tweet. He did. Uh, retweeted the story. Gosh, he tweets a lot. Sorry, I got to scroll down here. He's, he, you know, he opens up Twitter. He gets opinions off his chest. <laughs> I open up some salsa, explodes all over my chest. <laughs> he He does. Uh, he retweeted the story. He says, I think a lot of both these guys. Nice. Nick Baugh has been along with Joel Klatt, one of Fox Sports' outstanding broadcasting discoveries. He's outstanding. He, I mean, wow. he used the word outstanding twice in a span of five words. I don't know if that's ever been done. Well, I mean, to be associated with um, Joel Klatt? I mean, crikey. I love Joel. Not, yeah, I know you, you love Joel tight. because he's a buffalo, but... Gosh, if I had Joel's head of hair, Joel, let's be honest, Joel's fade and his hair, it's like, it's fantastic. I don't know what's better, his analysis uh, or his hair. He is, uh, he's, he's classic, and you could, you could easily understand why someone would get tongue-tied interviewing you. <laughs> hey, you shut up! And, uh, say Stafe, uh, say, uh, say a little say Stafe in, uh, in, in Lincoln as a Buffalo, my man. I've had to just eradicate that uh, that phrase from my vernacular because I just I, I I can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, but shouts out to Timmy B. Shouts out to Mitch Sherman. Shouts out yeah. to Timmy B. Yeah, thank you. Shouts out to Luca Doncic. Shouts out to Donovan Mitchell. Shouts out to Devin Booker. Shouts out to Damian Lillard. Shouts out to CJ McCall. Shouts out to everyone in the NBA. Okay, sorry. I know that was a great transition. I just want to read a couple of tweets about the story before we move on. <laughs> Um, Elliot tweets great article. I kept saying, and better they are. <laughs> well, <laughs> and better they are. <laughs> while, re- while reading That's it. an obscure reference right there that I like a lot. But, uh, but yeah, and he says, definitely a highlight of the week when I see the new pod is released. Keep them coming. 
Uh, Ryan tweets uh, after the article, I admire you greatly. Um, I admire you greatly. <laughs> John says, enjoy your publicity. It's like, <laughs> enjoy like, your bye. Such a stretch to try and do a cast. I think the, I think the more the stretch, the funnier it is, in my opinion. That is true. <laughs> I like this one from Rich. Best radio show ever. Matt had to carry Nick most of the time. <laughs> Which is just not true at all. No, but that's he says, totally true. Still love the Bo Root comment to the vest. What are you wearing right now? Oh, God. One of the best awkward moments in history. We'll have to revisit that. Yeah, at that some point. You, you go on vacation and we almost just sever ties with Jim Tressel, of all people. What are you wearing right now? <laughs> James, I missed that show and I'm glad I did. And better they are. And better they are. And better they are. <laughs> James from my office is his name. Says Shikinik was magical, better than any national show out there then or now. Somebody big, ESPN Radio, Fox, whoever should pick them up and turn them loose. Whoa! And then someone responds at Red Arson eighty five oh. says no to national. I only want them talking about Nebraska stuff. The rest of the world is bad and doesn't deserve them. <laughs> I like it. All right, I like arson's thoughts. Uh, yeah, Red Arson, you're gonna set things on fire. Sheesh. Gonna be the, gonna if be you get if suspect. you get charged with with arson, good luck beating that case, my friend. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Your Honor, I'd like to present to you his Twitter handle. It is at Red Arson. Come on, right? All right, all right. Let's just move on to the sentencing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then I love this: people who didn't know that. We were back. Um, we're back. Nebraska's back. Chris and Krista. It's a husband and wife. Nice. Well, joint Twitter account. Joint uh, bank account. Joint Twitter account. Do you think? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, and it says, we live in, there, it says, we are Christians. We live in Nicaragua. Check out our blog. So they're what? listening from Nicaragua. Nice. Yeah. But it says, Chris and Krista, they tweet, is it a podcast? And then a listener responds back to them, absolutely. It's on wherever you... And maybe he was doing a Werner Burger. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, you never really know if people are doing drops or just talking. He says, it's on wherever you listen to podcasts. And then Chris and Krista respond, what is it called? I searched escape pod on Apple Podcasts and didn't find it. Oh, that is misleading. That is misleading. Because the title said escape pod. So people thought it was called escape pod. Um <sighs> You know, look, if you're in Nicaragua, that's probably not the first time you've Googled escape. <laughs> and better they are. Oh, no. Um, no, Nicaragua. no. Keep, 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 <laughs> Nicaragua. Uh, I hope uh, they've listened uh, to it. We got to seek them out because they clearly have no idea and they're going to be really confused. They're going to get shouted out in this pod, yeah. though. Uh, they are. Christine, 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 Christine. You yeah, missed it. You yeah, missed it. <laughs> oh, we went to Nicaragua. Oh, right. to Nicaragua. Yeah. Oh, it went over my head. <laughs> so those were those were a couple of um, couple of things there. So we do appreciate it. Oh, and I did like this. I don't want to gloss over this. Don't you dare. This was uh, a response to it. A guy uh, named Stephen Douglas tweeted back at Mitch, me, and you off of the story. <laughs> and his response was, yuck, one is a talentless homer. 
I think that's me. I'm not sure. What's sad is I wasn't sure who was who in <laughs> no. this. And the other is a glorified local sports anchor. That's obviously you. Yeah. He said uh, their show sucked, as would any revival of it. Wow. And and I typically don't engage in that stuff because, you know, whatever. It's, yeah. it's uh, easy, easy to tweet at people. But I was like, gosh, that Twitter handle looks so familiar. I know I've he, he's tweeted before. And I went and searched my Twitter handle with his together. And we had like more than a dozen conversations like back and forth. Sometimes he would include me in a tweet and that really? just a kind of a couple of back and forths. And uh, so I responded. I said, I thought your Twitter handle looked familiar. Did a quick search and found dozens of interactions with you over the last eight years. For a guy who feels that way, you sure tweeted at me a lot. <laughs> Strange. That's so true, though. <laughs> and Could you imagine and, hating uh, someone, like thinking, having that opinion, and yet seeking seeking them out frequently? You know, like I just don't, it doesn't, right. I've never understood that. I've just never right. Uh, Never and uh, back to Red Arson '85 because yeah. he he tried to set uh, Stephen Douglas on fire. Easy Red Arson. He was like, "I got an idea." You're like, "No, <laughs> no, Red." <laughs> I'll take care of things. You're like Red, that's not the answer. <laughs> he's got he's got like his Ghostbusters blowtorch <laughs> backpack. Oh god, all right, buddy. Uh, but he tweeted, he responded to that. Because, you know, you put something out there and then oh, your, yeah. your, you just, your you Army, release. Navy, and Air Force come yes. in to help you out. But he, he goes, the hounds. he responds with, he likes to tweet at you a lot. I like Rex Burkhead a lot. <laughs> and then Chris tweeted, could that guy be any more of a magoosh? Anyway, it wasn't, it wasn't to try and throw the Army on him, but it was more about... And by the way, after I tweeted that, never heard back. So yeah. um, I, think, I think we did our job there. Yep. But back to uh, the last thing about this story, because, again, as we've always said, the topic of this show typically is the show. So yeah, when someone writes about the show, it's going to be the topic of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with it. Um, we were on the show for three years in Omaha and never got a write-up. Never. Okay? Not one. Not one. Not one. Not two. Not two. Not three. Not three. <laughs> not four. Not five. Not two. Not three. Not four. Not five. Ah! <laughs> LeBron was thinking they'd get 10. We knew we'd get zero. We got That's zero. why we said. Yeah. But I think uh, Dirk, to his credit, when we went off the air, he did a little blurb. and We got like a paragraph about, and a mad chatter. Yeah, he talked about like, how we'll better they are. And, and better they are. And better they are. But I like reading the comments in the story itself. Oh, you I know, haven't done that. On The Athletic. So let me read a few of these. Oh, no. This got to be confusion. You would think. Robert H. tweets. Thanks, Mitch. I always wonder Robert Ori? Do you think that's Robert Ori? <laughs> <laughs> Big, no, well, his Twitter handle is Big Shot Bob. <laughs> Robert Ori, huge fan of the pod. Okay, continue. He, uh, he responds, puts a comment in there. And again, I think you have to be a subscriber of The Athletic to, to uh, do that. Yeah. He says, One of the perks. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, sorry. <laughs> Could you imagine? You get to read these stories and and comment on them. Done. By subscribing today, you'll be able to comment on any story you'd like, saying whatever terrible hate-filled thing you want. <laughs> we'll give you free coffee for a year. I'll take it. Take it. We're prepared to offer you all the free coffee you want at any of our stores throughout North America and Europe. Plus, I'll take it. Robert Ori. <laughs> 
comments. Thanks, Mitch. I always wondered what happened to Nick Ball. I see Schlick all the time on ESPN. I'm hoping it was a spelling error. Uh, Let's hope so. Hoping. Had no idea. (laughs) This is great. Had no idea Bob was still around. Great article. He died. I thought he died. I hope he truly thought I died. Like, didn't he die? He didn't die? I read a story about a tumor. Never heard from him again. Yeah, he had a tumor. Last I heard he had a tumor, I thought that was it for him. Let me tweet at Red Arson and see if Red Arson has any information on his whereabouts. Could you imagine? I, I love it. And he's not even being mean. No, I think he had, thought I died. Had no idea what Bob was still around. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great. It is. It is weird. Robert Ory thought I died. Never thought I, I would have said that. I always wonder if you like the show that much, wouldn't you engage on social or have an idea that you did a local show after nope. that? That's the beauty of it. Thought I died. Um, Brian S. comments in the story, great article, Mitch, especially being written by the Magoosh you are. Oh, my God, that's great. <laughs> by the way, is that Brian Shaw? These are all former Lakers. <laughs> Robert Horry. Now we got Brian right. Shaw. You got another comment? Is it like? Let's see what, let's see what you got here. This is Shaq from Matt, Matt C. Oh, gosh. I wish it was. I you don't think was, there's a Lakers. You wish it was Matt D. from Matt Delavadova. Don't yes. You? Yes, I do. Or Matt B. with Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes. See, let's just go with this. This is for Matt Barnes. Okay. Lakers, big fans of her pod. He says, I'm currently working through the entire backlog after listening to the episode where you appeared as a guest, Mitch. It's been great to laugh. Remember how funny these guys were. The bits, the drops, it's all great. The hardest part is trying to explain to my wife, the non-Nebraskan, why I'm laughing at a podcast about a radio show that aired in (laughs) Omaha playing drops from things that happened a decade ago, and I'm totally fine with it. And then Mitch responded to that Whoa. comments saying, it's made for some great listening since wow. April. Glad you found it. Nice, That's really, Mitch. Really nice. It's really, really nice of Mitch to, to say and do that. Tyler W. Tyler W. Tyler W. It's not going to happen. Oh, now. gosh. We had it going for a second. Flip that W upside down, Tyler McKinney. There it is. It's Tyler McKinney. And he said he, uh, simply, he, I'm not happy about that. Well, it makes sense because his comment is, I'm happy, 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 happy about this. There we go. He thought he could be like, let me just uh, flip this M upside down. That'll trick him. <laughs> and he put for the M, he put an asterisk next to it just in case we knew yeah, we wanted to you know, he knows. I am happy, 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 happy about that. I'm not happy, 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 happy. I'm not happy about that. Um, Steve A. Steve A. Steve A. Steve Atwater? Steve- Steve A. Smith. <laughs> he comments in the athletic story. <laughs> Wait a second. Did you go defensive back of the Broncos? I did. From the 90s? I did. I figured wow. I figured let's 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 stay kind of west. We're big in the West. Steve <laughs> no, Atwater, not. big fan of the pod. All right. Steve Atwater <laughs> posts this comment and yeah. It's the athletic. You have to be athletic or been an athlete. <laughs> that's what they failed. In order to comment on things, that's what it is. You have to have been a professional athlete or an athlete of some kind to comment. You have to submit your uh, combine scores yeah. for your 40 dash time. Right. He, he posts a comment. Schick used to do a great rendition of Bill Callahan and called in weekly to the Doug and Daddy show on local ESPN affiliate during that painful period of Husker football. Which, by the way, that there was a dub. Eight. Hilarious stuff that, again, was priceless stuff. Even for just five to ten minutes. No belly laughs back then, but even us diehard fans 
could chuckle. So not a fun time to be a Husker fan. I think he's what he's saying there. And I don't know if you know this, Steve A. I started that show. It was the Doug and Matt show. I said, hey, uh, Doug Duda, uh, you want to start a radio show? Let's do this. And and we didn't want to – I didn't want to do it every day. Yeah, who wants to do anything every day, you know? <laughs> because, hashtag podcast world. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember saying, to Doug, you want to do it? I was a local sports anchor there in Kearney. I said, can we do it like twice a week? Maybe? Yeah. And we wound up doing it like nice. twice a week. Look at you. And I knew something was up there when I said, let's start this show. And he goes, good. Let's call it the Doug and Matt show. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. All Thank right, perfect. you. Perfect. Let's, uh, let's, let's do to this. Let's do to this. All right. Chris responds to Steve Atwater. Chris D. Chris Douglas Roberts, CDR. He responded with, I missed the Bill Callahan imitations from um, Sportsman Like Connick when Severe and Kugler hosted it. Those things were always hilarious. I'm 2000. Hey, I'm 2004 bull bound <laughs> coach Bill Callahan. <laughs> I don't exist. That's oh, right. I did that one. That I good. don't exist. I don't exist. 2004 bull bound Bill Callahan. All right. Um, Tony M says, awesome article, Mitch, but don't you think this is going to hurt recruiting? Great point. Don't you think this is going to hurt recruiting? It's a great Adam, point. Adam R posts a comment. Thank you for putting this story out there. I was one of the emotional ones when the show ended and couldn't believe it when they started the pod. It has been a great escape during the pandemic. My buddy and I converse after we each listen to the most recent episodes. <laughs> you would probably tell us, calm down. Calm down. Stephen B. Comments. Stephen Bardo. There you go. <laughs> Stephen Bardo. Nice, artic- nice article, Mitch. I wasn't able to listen to the show years ago, but I liked the pairing of Schick and Nick. The pot is a fun listen each week. Brian B. Posts a comment. Ooh, me likey. Nice. Ooh. Me likey. And then John W. posts, does anyone remember this bit from Schick? And it is the uh, Carl Fence story I did at KTV. So th- there's some, uh, Look at that. God, some, good, good. some good stuff there. And again, uh, we appreciate it, Mitch. And we've gone a half hour and all we're talking about is us. So How about fun. that? We're, thir- we're almost 32 minutes into this mug. That should have taken. Normal people would have recapped that in, what, four minutes maybe? Four minutes tops. Like, hey, real quick before I get started, just want to say a thank Mitch Sherman for writing a story on us. Make sure you subscribe to the, to the Athletic. It's great. We really feel good about it. Okay, let's get to uh, the news of the day. Right? I mean, but that's just not what we do. So we do in the podcast nope. form. Where do you want and to I even do, begin, and, well, bro? And I, I do also want to say people were like, whoa. I was like, whoa. I was like, whoa. I, like, uh, whoa. I thought, whoa. With me putting the letters on our GM's desk. I thought, whoa. You came with it, boy. It wasn't like a. I mean, I, I hate to think it was me a mean spirited way to do it. Like I think there was to pull the curtain back. There was certainly resentment that our show ended. Oh, of course, when it did, because we're not happy about that. I'm not happy about that. We're not yet. We were not happy about that. Like, like if the show didn't end, and I've always said this, if the show didn't end, I'm not. <laughs> And I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing. Like, All right. productivity in Omaha, down. Yeah. Local gross national product, down. <laughs> Stupidity in the community, up. That's not good. Relationships, not as good because they have to devote a few hours a day instead of one hour a week yeah. to, the, to this podcast. Right. And I wouldn't have gone to ESPN. Nope. You might not have gone national with Fox Probably Sports. Probably not. Because They'd have been like, this the, guy's an idiot. You, know, you would have been like. Wait a second. Travel, 
call games, Why do not? homework and all that, or show up five minutes before his show and put three hours of work on a day? Yeah, I'll do that. I think we all know the answer <laughs> to that question. But just to put a ball in the whole conversation, it worked out well, and without our GM making that decision, this podcast doesn't exist. And yeah, maybe we're still doing that show. And I don't know if I have four children because I couldn't afford it on that great salary. Yeah. So, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of doubt. You'd need a lot of Qdoba. <laughs> You'd have been I would be <laughs> living on Qdoba, dog. Qdoba bucks. <laughs> you stayed with Qdoba bucks. You were making it rain Qdoba bucks inside of the studio, were you not? Do those still uh, exist? Yeah. I, I don't think Qdoba has gone under. Well, I'm talking about the Qdoba think... bucks. Oh, I know Qdoba exists. <laughs> I, I don't know if they, uh, I don't know if they, ex- if those Qdoba bucks exist. Those were giant. Like you'd walk you'd... <laughs> with like a check, like you know, like a publisher's clearinghouse. Yeah! This this was like they would, they didn't pay us in money to do those Qdoba reads on the no. Chicken Nick show. They paid us in Qdoba bucks, which I was completely fine with. And, like. I always said, you pay, you give me free food. I, I'm cashing checks. That's There's essentially no what I'm doing. I walk. Those things <laughs> were giant, and they were each like, here, this one's a dollar, this one's five dollars. She had to come in with a wad of them, right? But you had to hold them out like you were playing the check game on The Price Is Right. <laughs> was so you know, hey, can you hold the door for me? I got twenty-seven Qdoba bucks. But I just remember you would you would unzip your bag and you'd like break me and Shane off like at the end of the week. You'd be like, Shane, Nick, come here real quick. Let me help you guys out real quick. And you'd pull out these giant Qdoba bucks and Shane's crunkness went through the roof, right? I mean, he was pumped. I mean, too bad the Qdoba bucks were like the size of Shane. Like if Shane stood behind a Qdoba buck, he would have been invisible. Oh gosh. If he would have if he would have worn like a white blanket, he would have looked like a mini burrito. I mean, seriously. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we just wanted to say that. And, and again, yeah, the letters that we uh, – full disclosure, had we not received those types of letters and had people not been communicating through social media and all that, and, and again, hundreds of letters when we went off the air, we would not be doing this. So when you think, oh, I'm just going to write this letter, this email, and I'll yeah, tweet at the show and talk about this, right. those things mean a lot. And those totally. things have, have led to today. Totally. Let's, uh, let's go quickly to what is going on with the world. The world and the Big Ten and Kevin Warren and the commissioner and all that stuff. When we were doing the show last week and things changed uh, very quickly as we had to get that podcast out on on Sunday. I think we're good with this one. Do you think we're good with this one? I'm not sure. You know, after we're done recording, Kevin Warren is going to fly back to uh, Rosemont, Illinois from his home in Minneapolis. And he's going to, you know, he's going to reinstate football. He's going to reinstate football Saturday afternoon. He's um, gonna he's gonna he's gonna stand out. He's gonna address those protesters and say, "Oh, all right." <laughs> like that was it, really? That's it. I told you, emails and letters—they mean something. There, see, <laughs> tie it all in. It all comes back around. But um, the letters—I am just—I'm stunned that it's it's gotten this far. But I'm not surprised. Uh, I can't say I wouldn't be doing the same thing if I were a parent, because of. Just the lack of communication for a week. I mean, it took eight days to come out with that statement. And and that letter, you just go, you know, you just could have saved a whole lot of trouble. And I and I think, Nick, this comes to, and I, again, I, I like Kevin Warren a lot. I like Rex Burkhead a lot. I like Rex Burkhead a lot. I've, you know, I, I've been a big Kevin Warren guy since he came on board. I just, I, I, th- I think he's a great communicator. 
and that's the odd part about it is there wasn't a lot of uh, communication here. You can tell, though, it's that NFL background, you know, kind of this, maybe the spreadsheet, more of a spreadsheet mentality. You don't need to be glad-handing. It's not as re- about relationship building. So you bring in an outsider, and this is kind of what happens. Like, how could you not understand that this kind of stuff would happen with these football fans where it is their life? Right. It's always Ohio State football season. It's always Nebraska football season. It's always Iowa football. Yeah, I, I, it's amazing that, that – it's amazing how much I feel like he just miscalculated exactly what you said, that that there wouldn't, there wouldn't be a massive reaction to this. And even even if you were totally transparent and you laid out, like – perfect reasons for it people are unreasonable when even even in the face of reason and so i i'm with you i don't i i'm amazed at how much he he misjudged this and how bad this whole thing's just been botched but the only thing with did you feel like because there's been some people that's going man if you'd have released that letter a week ago this all would have been avoided and i'm like i don't maybe like maybe to a certain extent but i guess i i read that letter and I didn't necessarily feel like it cleared up a ton to me. Like, to me, it was just kind of, he kind of regurgitated everything he said to Dave Revson, but it just maybe was a little cleaner in a letter form. Like, did you, I, I just was expecting both times when, when he got on the BTN with Dave Revson, I was expecting, okay, this is going to be a pretty detailed, thorough explanation, and it wasn't. And then even with this letter, I thought, okay, this is going to be a pretty detailed, thorough explanation. And in my opinion, it kind of wasn't necessarily. It's interesting you say that because, yeah, it, it was a lot. There was still some word salad-ish nature to it where you're like, okay, what does that necessarily mean? There was some discrepancies about, okay, it was a vote. It was overwhelming. But then you heard other people saying, well, it wasn't really a vote or I don't know if there was a vote. And so you had that aspect of it. You had bringing up financial considerations were never a part of the discussion or whatever. And my knee-jerk reaction was, well, who said it was? Because if it was, you, you would, would have yeah. delayed you, – you might have delayed the season. Like, if it was, then I, my thought is, well, gee, if it wasn't, maybe you would have made this decision in June. Like, right. you, you really jumped the gun on, on the decision. And then the transmission rates and all those types of things. Contact um, tracing issues. Uh, yeah. yeah. All those things. I guess – and I think we talked about this last week. The thing that, that I – there's just a bunch of different things I still scratch my head at – if things like contact tracing were going to be and, and the unknown long-term risks were silver bullets in the heart of football season, then why did we even, why'd you even release a schedule? You know, like those things were, were there. They're going to be there now. They were there a month ago. They were there two months ago. They're going to be there probably a month from now. They're, if those things were going to be too much to overcome, I, I, a part of me still scratches my head at how you even went through the song and dance. I do wonder how much, if they would have never released the schedule, I wonder if all this lands differently. Because I think that's one of the first things people go to is, what changed? How could you, and it's all valid, but how could you have released a schedule, da-da-da-da-da, doing all this stuff, and then five, six days later, cancel it? If you just would have removed that little part of it, I wonder if, if everything plays out a little bit different. I think it's a great point because, look, you, uh, you're you going up the top of a roller coaster, and then at the top, 
So they're releasing the schedule. That's going up. And then at the top, they tell you to get off the ride. If you had never gotten on at the first place and said the ride's closed, you would not have had that that excitement Build yeah, building. Right. right? Yes. Totally agree. It sent you on this emotional deal for a week going, okay, we're, we got it. You almost... Yeah, you you get the person saying this might not work. We might not have a season, but but your reaction is, okay, that that might be the case. But are you looking at these graphics? It says <laughs> Iowa versus Nebraska. Like, <laughs> yes. Let's, let's talk about these games. And so, to me, the fact the schedule was released and then it was canceled leads me to believe that when I think about how do you put a schedule together, presidents are not involved in the schedule. Presidents are not putting that together. It's athletic directors and coaches. Who wanted the season to take place? Athletic directors and coaches. I didn't think about so, that. So yeah. they're putting the schedule together. Meanwhile, presidents are doing their own thing. Yeah, they care about athletics, but it's not a front burner topic no. every day. They got a million deal. things on their plate right now. Yeah. So what are they doing? They're having conversations. Oh, yeah, they released the schedule. They did what? Okay, let's continue our conversation about whether or not we're going to have a season. To me, that whole thing showcased the disconnect between the athletic side, the athletic departments, and the academia side, which were so disjointed that the left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing. And if they did, then at the very best, it was discourteous. Yeah. It was awful timing knowing that you're going to do that. Because if you're a president and you've got that coming out, you might want to have some communication going, hey, uh, Let's not release this. Can we delay it a week because we're about to do this? And furthermore, with that saliva test stuff, right. had the Big Ten waited a week, had they waited one more week, do they make the same decision in light of great news or at least the perceived great news about we could have some rapid tests? And might that, again, that's why you wait. People say, well, this virus is changing all the time. Well, if it's changing all the time, then why are you so quick to cancel or d- exactly right it's it, totally i mean and yeah you do wonder if if you if that saliva test comes a week earlier how much things are different there there are a couple things with the the letter though that you know, i guess the the first thing that that kind of struck me as odd if you applied it in any other scenario in life and i and i realize this is going to be complete apples to apples i love how they're implementing a return Return to return task force. Is that what it's called? A return to competition task force? Is there return to competition return task. to competition task force? Is there kind of a part of you that goes, Well, what have you been doing for five months? You know, like if I hired a construction company to build me a office building and they then right at the last minute canceled and postponed and pushed things back and said, Don't worry. We are now going to implement a build you an office building task force. I'd go, well, shouldn't you have been doing that in the first place? Like, I don't, that's, that's number, that's one of the first things. And the thing that is still hard for me is if you read all of his, all the reasons for canceling foot, for, for postponing, sorry, for postponing foot. Don't you dare say I know, cancel. sorry. It's postponed. All those concerns, they're still there in the winter or spring, aren't they? So that's most the, of them. Most of them. That's yeah. the thing that that I think a lot of people are struggling with, or maybe it's just me, that like this was one of my concerns, and I don't want to go too far down this path, but this was one of my concerns of when you go when you go down this path of canceling and, and shutting things down, is when you go down that path, it's a slippery slope 
Because in some ways, the only way to get your footing and get off that path is a vaccine. And as we've all talked about a ton, is there is there's a there's no guarantee of a vaccine. There's no there's no guarantee of, of those types of things. So I just there's a part of me that reads those those concerns and I go, well, unless a vaccine hits and this stuff is completely eradicated, you you could you could have those concerns still be prevalent uh, next fall to a certain extent. So I don't I mean I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I, it's 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 true. The thing about hey, we don't know the long term effects of this. Okay, that's still going to be a concern in January because at that point we're a year from this being here. Yes. What does long term mean? Right. So I, I think that's why also the frustration comes when you haven't heard. And again, we're recording this on Friday. You haven't heard plans for the spring. No. There's no plans for the spring. Yeah, you hear rumors and, and reports, not... but about, you know, hey, January, dome, stadiums, yeah. and all this stuff. But okay. Yeah, but, I... you know, it's going to be, it could be going on two weeks removed from the from the postponement of the season without a plan. And you go, look, we, we need to know what to expect. You can't be leaving these keisters of athletes blowing in the wind and these coaches. Imagine being James Franklin saying, all right, we're going to cancel the, or sorry, postpone the season. Why, coach? Well, I don't really know. And they didn't really know for eight days other right. than right. uncertainty. What are we going to do in the spring? I don't know. Like, coaches have to give answers. Right. And you, they went eight days, essentially, without being able to give answers. You get this letter. There still isn't a lot of clarity about the spring. You don't know when or the winter. You don't know when that's going to happen. So these coaches now have to lead the push because there's no leadership about the spring, at least up front. And you go, man, what a – what a cluster this what? is. Okay, been. so let's get into winter football for a second. My big takeaway for this letter, by the way, I am done with task forces. Okay. <laughs> they sound so super just, like official and legit and like really intense music should be played in slow motion when they walk into a room. That's not exactly how it is, though. We've had the and again, these are all good. Okay. Let me couch this all by saying Tim couch. they're good. Yeah. Anti-racism and anti-hate task force. Good. Task force for emerging infectious diseases and sports medicine committee. Great. Mm -hmm. Return to competition task force. You know what I'd like them to do? (laughs) I would like them to have a task force formation task force. (laughs) All this task force is in charge of is assembling task forces. I like it. I like it. Just to make sure that tasks get done, but there is at least a a task force in charge of creating the task force. I don't think there's any question about it. I love that. I like that idea. We need a task force for the task force, and then even after maybe a couple months of that, you might need a task force that's in charge of the task force of making task forces. You know? Everyone mocks Space Force uh, and all that. Why is task force... Any like different? Why okay. are we, right. Come on now, people. Everything's fine with task force. Like this, we're gonna do tasks. Task. We are a force. We're a force. Uh, we were on a task force. You are on a panel. <laughs> that was actually the. Um, and people don't know this. It's a little known fact, but that was actually the original saying there in one of the great movie uh, collections of all time, which was. May the task force be with you. <laughs> so stupid. Use I'm the sorry task that was a dad force, joke. Luke. The force will be with you. Always. Use the task force. It's like, got it. 
We could defeat Vader with a, we're going to defeat Darth Vader yeah. with a task force. We are going to do it with the task force on infectious diseases. <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, you wanted to move on quickly. Go. Uh, where did you well, want to okay, go? Okay, so I mean, well, can can we just? I want to knock because there's a bunch of different things that have been talked about. Um, yeah, yeah. Where do you come out on? Where do you come out? Not five one sixteen twenty clones out there. Where do you come out on this? Where do you come out on the whole when people point to Kevin Warren's son playing football for Mississippi State? What? Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? What? Well, my knee jerk. My jerk knee reaction, jerk reaction. first half was, yeah, that does sound a little hypocritical because if it's that serious, you wouldn't allow your son to do that. Now, the flip side of that is you can go, well, you can't prevent him from wanting to fight and die for his country. And then you can go down that road and go, well, then you didn't let your own players in your conference I know. do that for you. So I, I can I can get all that, but I think what it comes down to is you obviously have doctors that are telling you something, and there's enough non-communication going between the conferences and all of their doctors that Kevin Warren probably has no idea what the SEC doctors are telling them about what's going on down south. And so his informed opinion is almost invalid when it comes to what's going on down there because everyone's got an opinion, six different doctors, six different opinions. So it's almost, you know, his decision and the people here talking to, if they're not also talking to the SEC or the ACC, then they just must have different information. And yeah. his job, he gets paid to make the decisions for the Big Ten. His family deal is, you know, when he says we've had discussions – I would hope they have been heated discussions yeah. and deep-seated arguments based on what he did for uh, affecting hundreds of thousands of people by deciding to cancel the season. You know, I bring up this topic, and it's 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 great, you know, great strategy to then say I waffle back and forth on this topic because you'd think you'd bring it up and have like a hammer opinion on it, but like yeah. because I I think on one hand it's hard. What is Kevin Warren? It's he. He is he supposed to go to Starkville and like grab his son and take him home? Like there does get to a point where I'm not sure what you really want him to do. Like his son is, uh, I mean, kind of. Like, I mean, he's 20, 21 years old or whatever in college. I don't, I don't know. I think there's there's kind of a sometimes you know it's, we we get upset about somebody. It's like, well, what do you want him to do? What do you what do you what do you want yeah. him to do about it? It's it's like a parent who says, you know, I kind of wish he would have uh, stayed in school for another year. I want him. I'm the parent. I want him to stay in school. He decided to go early. It went against my wishes. You know, you go to recruiting, Landon Collins. Mom wanted him to go to LSU. He goes to Alabama. Like, at some point, you make your own decisions, whether it's 18, 19, 20, 21. And, and the other part of it, too, Nick, is Kevin Warren, he might have, you know, according to reports, he was a fan of spring football very early. Mm -hmm. He wanted to go that route. But the presidents have a say in this. You know, I don't know if it's completely analogous to Goodell and the owners in the NFL and Warren and that, but he's presenting information. And if they all wanted to go with the season, guess what? They probably would have gone with the season. Yeah, that, that's a great point because I think some people go, Kevin Warren canceled football. No, he didn't. He didn't. Like, he he had to – it was the president. It was a group decision, and the president's – 
came to a a group decision on what they wanted to do with football, he kind of had to be the one to relay it to the masses. We don't know. I mean, I doubt it, but we don't know. Maybe Kevin Warren really wants to play. Who knows? But if the if all the university presidents or if the vote is 12 to 2 or whatever it, it was re- reported to be, if they say we don't want to play football, I, Kevin Warren has to go out and and kind of relay that message. So I, so it's hard. I mean, I think the, the hard part is when it all boils down to this all comes back to individual choice and and what you're willing to risk in your life. And, you know, we sit there and go, well, what's he supposed to do? You know, like his what's he supposed to do? Go take his son out of Starkville. Well, the one thing his son has is is a choice. And that's the one thing that every Big Ten football player doesn't have. So I think that I get where that's probably the crux of what a lot of people's anger is. Well, your son has a choice. All these, all of our sons don't have a choice. That's the problem. But it's just, it's, I think people want to make that really black and white. And it's, it's kind of not that black and white. His family is responsible for one child. He and the presidents are responsible for thousands. Yeah. And so you have to, you, you, and tens of thousands when it comes to the student population. But you think about it too, that if this whole league was dotted with Ohio State's, Nebraska's, and Iowa's, and all the same mindset, you'd probably be playing. Yeah. You'd probably be playing. But when you're in a league that has 14, okay, it's a deep league, and you've got a bottom, you've got a clear bottom, you've got clear middlers, and you've got one elite team right now, one elite team, you think about risk tolerance. If I tell you you've got a 95% chance to make the college football playoff and win a national championship or 90%, uh, and a 0.1% chance of catching COVID-19, guess what? I'm probably going to go do the national championship. But mm-hmm. if you tell me you got a 2% chance of making the college football playoff right. and a 1% chance of catching COVID, I go, okay, what am I risking and what's the reward? So you can go down and go, okay, Purdue, Illinois, uh, Maryland, Indiana, Michigan State with a new coach, Rutgers dealing with the pandemic and a terrible team, at least as he's trying to rebuild it. Minnesota's on record as saying – you know, we were relieved or we're glad yeah. they made this decision. So Northwestern, a private school, you're getting all of those going, what are we risking and what are we gaining? Financials are one thing. I completely get that. And maybe I'm speaking out of turn in that regard. But look, there's a reason Clemson players came out and said, we want to play. There's a reason Ohio State and the parents sure. are leading this charge because they have more on the line between the lines than other programs do. Nebraska makes their choice about wanting to play because economically, we know what that means to everyone border to border. So it's um, when you get a league this big, I'll just say it's and especially, you know, we can go politically, however you want to look at yeah. it, how presidents are, are appointed geographically, and all that stuff, how yeah. they're appointed, all of that stuff. You can see how something like it, this would happen. Yeah, just how I mean, because it's even the Big Ten, somewhat of a microcosm of all of college football and how divided and fractured all of college football is like, I think we all knew it. But this has really revealed it where you kind of have I mean, you have the power five is different than the group of five and the FBS is different than the FCS. And then even within that, you know, the the Big 12 is different than the Big 10. It's like you have so many different entities all acting independently of each other in some ways that it's kind of amazing when you spell it all out to say that no they're all within the same under the same umbrella of college football where it's like well how does that make sense none of them 
are acting in cohesion to make one unified decision. Like, that's one of the reasons, I mean, for, for there's a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons I think college basketball has got such a better shot to work is, like, they're a lot more united. Now, there's twice as many teams and all that. I mean, three times as many teams. But they're a lot more united than college football is. And so, it, it's just... It's and, been, and I feel like there's a and there's also a smaller gap between the haves and have-nots in, in like Big Ten basketball yeah. per conference. Like it's easier to feel the team. It's easier to have good teams. That's an eight, nine, ten deep league. Right. I right. mean, Rutgers made the tournament last year. Had they had one, so you know you can get everyone pushing in the right direction if there's a carrot at the end. Totally. Of something on the quarter or on the field. Do you? Uh, last thing before we get to winter football, the whole thing about. The vote, was there a vote? Who voted what? Do you think, is it kind of BS that they, they do this, it's confidential, they won't be transparent with who voted for what? Or can you wrap your mind around, hey, whatever happened behind the closed doors in that meeting, we're just going to be one unified voice? I mean, because there's, I think what's hard is sometimes you make policies and you don't think about, what if this policy is something enormous? I think voting whether or not to have the Rose Bowl played on January 1st or whatever, like, yeah, that's an inconsequential, like, decision that you're going to be voting on or whatever. That's a, a, it's just an example. I don't think they ever thought they'd be voting to cancel or postpone football. But it's to me, it's kind of amazing that, like, you're going to make a decision of that magnitude that affects so many people, that affects hundreds of millions of dollars tons of jobs and no one's willing to put their name on what they where they voted like we may we make people put their name on if they vote to impeach a president and you can't put your name on whether or not you your team your university is going to play football like uh, come on man it speaks to the silence of the eight days that went between the postponement and this. Everyone's like, ooh, okay, who wants to get – Kevin Warren was a meat shield for everybody else. Right. No one wanted to get in front of it. You only heard statements. You saw statements from some presidents and chancellors. No one wanted to get out in front of it. That's why. That is why. And, again, everything's looked through the prism of recruiting and what it means and people going, okay, do we have the right people in charge here? Because you know what football means to this state, right? That's why Nebraska got out very early and said, this ain't us. This ain't us. Mm -hmm. And that's why you had President Ronnie Green going on KLIN last week saying, we voted. It wasn't unanimous. You can obviously infer however you want to do it, but we thought we could do it. We right. thought we could do it because you. the last thing you want is what's going on at the Big Ten right now or what's going on on Friday. Think about how it's perceived in other leagues and how they could use it of going, you got parents protesting against the conference that you want to go play in? Really? That's what you want to do. And so it's obvious why no president would want to get out in front of it because right. then you're at least you're declaring this is why we did what we did. You're going, well, I don't I don't agree with that at all. I'm 100 percent with you. If you are going to make a decision that frankly impacts hundreds of thousands of people. Yes. I mean, from fans, media, coaches, alumni. Workers, staff, everything. It impacts hundreds of thousands. And even of restaurant not, employees, not, restaurant yeah. owners, bar owners, all that stuff. It's not a it's not a short thing to say it affects millions of people. Yes. This is a decision that affects millions of people, and you are not outside of a statement. No one's getting in front of it who has really agreed with it. And the only thing you're hearing, Kevin Warren hasn't gotten on camera. He's released statements. He's done print interviews and all that. But he's not fielding questions about something like this that you just say, 
look, this is this is what's wrong. Where it's obvious that just because you're in a position of leadership doesn't mean that you're a great leader. And I'm not necessarily talking about Kevin Warren. These yeah. presidents right. who are in charge right. of this stuff, I'm with you. They, you've got to put your name on it, and you've got to be willing to face the music for some decision like this. And I just wonder if they're just in the backstage going, okay, I'm going to come out and we're going to talk about this as soon as the other leagues can't. That, that, I was just going to say, I think their whole thing right now is let's just – let's just wait let's lock the door let's let's stay inside this room until we know for sure what's happening with these other leagues like that's that's what it feels like to me because I think as long as these other leagues cancel then like that changes everything like the whole the whole paradigm shifts if these other leagues cancel well the problem is that goes the other way too and that is still the biggest concern and biggest question is Matt Schick, what if the Big 12, the SEC, and the ACC kick off and are successfully playing week one, week two, week three, week four, and they're and it's going okay? Oh, my. I don't even know where to begin. Even Ronnie Green with Jack Mitchell uh, had, a, had a good interview, and, and Ronnie Green even threw out that, that potential, that hypothetical. I mean, he and I thought it was interesting that he even went there. That he said, well, what do we do? What do, what we, do, do we do if these other leagues kick off and they're having success and everything's going okay? Do we? He brought up, do we revisit fall football in October? Which is like, oh, November? Oh my God. October. October 4th. September 4th. I'm glad you brought that up because I do want to play the sound from KLIN. I was listening to that interview. Jack Mitchell did a great job yeah. of – other than Jack ripping on Lincoln Southeast lack of basketball state championships, I like Jack Mitchell a lot. I like Rex Burkhead a lot. Other than that, that makes me – I would I like, love him, but he just – he always rips in my aorta with all this Southeast basketball hate, but continue. Why does he hate Lincoln Southeast? I don't know. He always – it's like his biggest – his go-to thing is like – is always jokes about the lack of state championships for Lincoln Southeast. It's like, good. I appreciate that, Jack. I'm going to go cry in the corner. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Um, he hates like it's Southeast a lot. He hates um, like it's Southeast a lot. I like Rex Burkhead a lot. So the, the the Ronnie Green aspect of this, the chancellor of um, Nebraska, it was interesting because you're right. He went there without anyone asking him. Right. So I want to listen to this. He was asked about, will we play? Are you closing the door? Are we going to play in the fall? Right. Here was Ronnie Green, courtesy KLIN. I don't think so. You know, I think we're at now. Now, now, let me let me just play a little hypothetical here okay. for you. So, and I'm I I've thought about this a lot. So we go down the road, and the ACC and the Big Twelve and the SEC move forward, and they are successful in doing that. Let's mm-hmm. let's make that a hypothesis. I think there's a lot of question out there as mm-hmm. to how that will play out, but but. Let's say they're into early October and they're successful and things are going well and schools are in session. We've been successful, you know, with our return this uh, to our academic semester. Uh, might that topic be revisited? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in, we're in uncharted territory, right? We we don't know whether the Big Ten at that point would say, "No, wait a minute. Should we consider doing something in October, November, December?" 
January or not. I, I don't think that will happen. I think the odds of that are very low, but you're not really, but we're in uncharted territory. I mean, we, we just really are. Okay. That's that, now there, there is a great, I love just examining aspects of that. Yeah. Okay. Ronnie Green's mind went from, and that I don't think so in the beginning, that was preceded by like a minute explanation of why it's not going to happen. Right. Let's pick it up there. I don't think so. You know, I think we're at, now, 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 let me, let me just play a little hypothetical here okay. for you. Okay. So this, whenever you go, now, 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 let me. Like, he was adamant. I am going to get this in. I don't think so. You know, I think we're at, now, now. Now, yeah, he wanted to before Jack could jump in. You ever done that with someone? You wanna you wanna squeeze something in, so you're gonna quickly like I I don't think so. No 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 no. Like that's now, almost now, like now. You don't even think about talking because I'm not done talking. Yeah. Now 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 now. Okay, jeez. It's like Pac-Man. You hear three? Now you now 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 you have three nos. That was essentially four. Was that four? No no no. Okay, three Sheesh. nows. You're backing off. Oh, like that's pretty like much. You're not you're not even thinking about interjecting. No no no. Jack, you if you were leaning towards the microphone, you back up quick. No no no. Jeez, Ronnie. I liked his. Uh, hey. We've all been. In, we've all thought we make a really interesting point, and. I love I loved his I don't know. I don't know. At the end after like he was it was like a super cocky, confident field, like did I blow your mind with that hypothetical or what? You know, with our might that topic be revisited? I don't know. <laughs> should should I ingest bleach to fight a virus? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Should I get super salad? I don't know. <laughs> do I, speaking of Qdoba, do I get chicken or beef? I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just a, sh a shrug. You're like, Am I getting the, you know, am I getting the McDouble or the McChicken? We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I don't know. Hi, welcome to Dairy Queen. What can I get for you? Oh, okay. Let me think here for a second, okay? Should I get chocolate or vanilla? I don't know. <laughs> or do I get the twist? I don't know. All right. Uh, for the love of God, order. Him? This is Dairy Queen, sir. I don't know. Yeah, this is this is a Dairy Queen. Now, you know, I could get the strawberry, but no, no, no. <laughs> okay. Hold on a second. What if he interrupted you? What if he interrupted you with this huge thought, and then ended it with, "I have no idea." Um, like. I don't think so. You know, I think we're at now, now, now. I don't know. <laughs> kind of rat. I love 
Ronnie Green just he was as transparent oh, I love as any president has been. You listen to him and you know, he kind of sounds like he would be a Nebraska chance. Like, he's, you know, he's, I, don't know. I don't think so. Uh, is that is that cow got any milk left in it? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, is this the right time to harvest? I don't know. Holy smokes, look at that cloud. I mean, is it going to rain? I don't know. <laughs> we going to go to Runza or Valentino's? I don't know. Now, we could... We could stay in and, you know, uh, just hang out at the pasture and, and watch the cows tonight. Or, well. No, no, no. I don't know. All right. All right. Uh, um, this is so stupid. What kind of, what kind of, what kind of tractor stupid. is that? I don't know. <laughs> this is all we're doing. Oh God! Oh, this is so uh, stupid. Is it going to rain later or now? No, no, no. Oh, okay, jeez. All right. Oh, okay, just, all right. Nice. What about tomorrow, though? Is it going to rain tomorrow? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Stop. Okay. Um, sorry about that. But yeah, I mean that's that's quite go, a hypothetical but, he threw out there. I mean, holy guac! Because I I was like jaw dropped as he went there. I was like, whoa. Brother. Even Tom Osborne. Tom Could Osborne you... stopped fishing for a second on his pond and sat there and listened to this hypothetical and said this. I thought, whoa. <laughs> yeah. This is the most improbable hypothetical. It is more likely that they would play a 16-game spring season starting in January and February than they would just go, this is – like if the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 are able to play – this is like it comes to October, you pick up the red phone and tell your military to scramble the fighter jet. I mean, seriously. I mean, I, this is this is unfathomable. Like, j- just say out loud what he said. Like, really play it out. You know, like you get to mid October and all of a sudden it's just like the Big Ten's like, hey, hey, we're gonna we're gonna play. Actually, we're we do want to play. We're gonna we're gonna join you on hole seven. I know you guys teed off an hour ago. Hey, hey, SEC. Hey, hey, it's, hey, it's Ronnie. What hold are you guys on? Seven? We're going to come out there. What am I going to hit? I don't know. <laughs> that is so true. It's, we had a lot of questions. Remember that letter we sent out? We had a lot of questions about uncertainties, uh, long-term stuff. Two months in, you guys have answered all of them. Let's go. <laughs> It was just like I love the transparency. And I love the just right, don't just even feel through it. Out just, loud. Right. I don't know. Okay, but right that you should have just stopped there <sighs> because that is not that is not going to because what people need happen. is some sort of closure. Every right now, people want yes. football yes. so bad yes. that if the door is cracked open, if there is light a centimeter of light coming out of that football door, you're like, it's open. It is open. We're playing. And right now, what the Big Ten needs to do is either completely shut that door or not. And Ronnie Green was going to shut the door and said, no, 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 no. I don't know. No, no, no. I don't know. (laughs) He started very emphatically. I don't think so. Great. I don't think so. Okay, great. Great. This is great. No, no, 
No. Oh, okay. Right. I mean, that's like you. It's um, like if could, Cohen asks you at 10 a.m., can I can I spend the night at my friend Billy's house? And you lay out all these reasons why you can. And then at the end, be like, no, 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 no. Let's say we get to 6 o'clock tonight, and you've been well-behaved. Yeah. <laughs> could, you, could you maybe then? I don't know. I don't know. Now, now, now let, me, let me just play a little hypothetical. Okay. Let's just say that the four horsemen come through the sky, and they're about to rapture all of us, and you've got a second to go over and play with your friend. Would you play? Would I let you do it? I don't know. <laughs> like okay. it's just God. Just I mean, just makes you go, what are we what? doing? I listened here? to that and I was like, oh, okay, we're done. We're done. Wait a minute. No, no. No, no, no. It's like, you know, remember in WWF when they do like when someone's got the sleeper hold and they do the arm the limp arm test? They the do three arms. Three, three arms. arms. They got it's yeah. gotta lift up and fall three times. It was like, all right, football's dead. Football's dead. Football's wait a minute! Wait a minute, the ultimate warrior! It's all he's getting like that's what it felt. It's like, no, the Big Ten's not dead. It's not. No, no, no. That's the equivalent of the third limp arm test, stopping an inch before the mat hits and holding it up. No, no, no. Whoa, we're back. Back. When are we going to Rutgers? I don't know. <laughs> and the fact that all of those statements from Ronnie Green came after Kevin Warren had the letter to the Big Ten community saying it will not be revisited. Yes. It's like, okay, good, good. This is good. Uh, Ronnie, I know Kevin said he's not going to revisit. Will you? I don't know. <laughs> all right, Green. great. I like Ronnie Green. There's another one. Ronnie's great. He had me at this one, too. In the meantime, we've got student-athletes to support, to be behind, to make sure that we're not dropping our balls on supporting our student-athletes moving forward. That's been our focus. To make sure that we're not dropping our balls. Okay, all right. We are not going. <laughs> to make sure that we're not dropping our balls. Okay, Ronnie. You know what? You know what? That happened when you canceled football. Okay? Yeah, balls, your balls were dropped, brother. Did you, oh. Were the balls dropped when you canceled? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Let's move on here. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, Man alive. Uh, I mean, we're an hour and 17 were, minutes into this thing. Okay. All right. There were a couple <sighs> things I wanted to get to. We'll, we'll table them for the uh, future podcast. But there have been... A lot of these letters that have been written yeah. to the Big Ten office and a lot of parents, I mean, a lot of them are just like the fact that Nebraska and the parents said, by the time Monday rolls around, we're going to file a lawsuit for information about why this Sheesh. was canceled. Like, that's like, look, I ate the dinner. It's over. OK, it was terrible. But you better tell me how it was made, because if you don't. I'm going to sue this restaurant. Like, that's. Show me the expiration date on the tomatoes. That's all I want to see. And if you don't show me the expiration date right now, will I sue you? I don't know. (laughs) Am I going to sue you? I don't know. I don't know. No, 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 no. No, no, no. (laughs) I don't know. Ronnie Green is my favorite. He is my favorite chancellor slash president 
in ever. the world, really, ever, world. yeah, of yeah. all time. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love yeah. him. I want him to be what, on the podcast. Would I vote for you in the presidential election? I don't know. Depends <laughs> on oh, if you bring football back. Oh, um, God Almighty! All right. So, uh, but there have been so many letters here that I feel like you and I have just been excluded from this. Like, I, why hasn't the media written any letters? They've done some opinions and stuff, yeah. but why is why is it up to the parents to send letters? And they're the ones that got to do this. Like, we have just as much stake. We might not have children playing, but our livelihoods, you know, no what question we do about for, that. yeah, I mean, you at Fox Sports, you want basketball and football would certainly help that happen. Um, I'm not hosting college game day this fall on the radio because there is no college game day because there's not going to be enough games to talk about. So I'm, I'm bummed. I think we should write a letter. Do you um, want to write a letter? I, I wrote, I wrote a letter, but I actually, can I, I wrote a letter. Okay. But. As I audible live on the air, I wrote a letter, but I actually got my hands on another parent's letter that I feel like is better than my. Can I read another parent's letter? Is that okay? Yeah, now sure, this that's the, fine. the parent must be a fan of the show, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Do you All want right. me to go for it? Because this is a powerful letter. This was, you know, sometimes you, I'm always willing to just throw away what I did and move on to something better. You know, this letter that I have is better. Okay. Do you want to read yours first? I'll, read yours first. I'll go first. Okay. All right. This read is... the one that you have first. Here. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Dear Mr. Commissioner, I know you're just trying to get your Werner Burger game right. If you don't have your health, you've got nothing. In... And listen, cue up Derek Anderson. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But I got to be honest with you. When it comes to your decision to cancel fall football, a former Creighton Blue Jay guard sums up my feelings about it. I'm not happy about that. I wrote this letter, spelling out my confusion, and I actually had Rich Kypist read it before sending it. And when it came to my list of concerns, his reaction was... Yeah, that, that's, a great, that's a great question. What I can't quite figure out is what did the actual vote look like? Because remember, you are on a panel! (laughs) Because of the lack of transparency throughout the whole process, I got a website you need to log on to. HowDareYou.com, HowDareYou.com, you need to log on to HowDareYou.com. It was hard enough when Old Dominion canceled their football season, but to see the Big Ten canceled has me doing things I wouldn't normally do. You see, Mr. Commissioner, I've been on a diet, nothing but salad and fruit for months. But to cope with the depression, Mr. Commissioner, I'm ashamed to say. I eat the pizza all by myself. Nobody else eats. Eat the pizza. This is really hard on me and my son. When I saw my son after the news, I asked him. You gonna, you gonna be all right? And he immediately said this. No. I'm done with you. Let's, let's, get a, let's get somebody who asks a question that's worth answering. Mr. Commissioner, that's not my son. But he is angry. And frankly, so are the rest of his teammates. And you act like you know that. You act like you care. But... Uh, were you in the locker room? I didn't see you in there. We want answers. My son wants to play football. And he doesn't want to play in the winter or the spring. No, no. When it comes to your decision... I think it stinks. I really do. I hope you will reconsider 
and reinstate the fall season. And I'll leave you with this. I can understand how there are some reasons to consider canceling the season. But the strongest reason to play this season came from my son when I asked him this simple question. Why do you want to play football this fall? He said, I like it. It's, it's fun. Who can argue with that? Thank you, Mr. Commissioner. I look forward to hearing back from you soon. Wow, right? Wow, that's really good. That's, that's really a, good. That was a Nebraska letter. parent that just said that in. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. That's really cool. Okay, um, so uh, I want – because, I, I, again, I, I wanted to kind of go with the parent. Do, do you have one from – from your the Matt Schick perspective, yeah, I'd like to sign. I'm going to send this from the show. If okay, that's good. Okay, yeah, because I'm, with it. I'm kind of picking up what that parent was throwing down, and they're obviously the same wavelength here. Uh, we can end the show with this, but this is the this is the letter here. Dear Commissioner Warren, this letter is with regards to the postponing of the football season. I think it is an unbelievable decision probably the worst decision I've ever seen. Ever? I think so. I mean, it was an unbelievable shot. I, was, it's, I think it's the best shot under the circumstances I've ever seen. Ever? I think so. Why did you have to do this? Football never did anything to you. And now the Big Ten is in trouble. And I think I finally have the answer to a question that I've Christian pondered for a long time. Yes, this is going to hurt recruiting. Don't you think this is going to hurt recruiting? And I'll end with this. Please, give us football back. And then once you finally do, from now on, please leave football alone. Leave Tom Brady alone. <laughs> Sincerely, Schick and Nick. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Yeah.